This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt. Thank you for listening. Um, this is the penultimate episode of the season. So thank you for your continued listens and feedback. Numbers are looking great. And like I said, we continue to get good feedback. So please do keep listening. And we've got um, a, a good episode coming to end the season um, as we review this mad roller coaster season that will probably never be done again. I say that, it's QPR, it might be, but um, I doubt it. Um, but this week, another really good episode. Just quickly introducing everyone. We've got Duncan McCready back on. How are you, mate? Yep, all good, mate. All Just good, en- yep. Yeah, enjoying the coronation celebrations. So You look, you look a bit tired, you've been out, out and about. Uh, posty, aren't I, sir? Always out, isn't it? Uh, fair enough, fair enough. We've also got um, Harry Edwards. How are you doing, mate? All good, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Yep, welcome back, welcome back. And 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 uh, veteran now of the podcast, Chris Hermitage, how are you? All good, lads. No, happy to be on and uh, yeah, discussing two wins in a row. This yes. is great times. Yes, yes. We, this is very rare for us on this. But also, we've got a special guest on the pod. We've got, I'm sure, soon to be announced, our player of the year. Um, I don't know that, by the way, but that would be my guess. Sam Field. Sam, welcome back, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. But nice introduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Um, are you? You're all good, yeah. Yeah, all good, thank you. Just uh, I don't, I don't know who's going out, but obviously, you know, looking forward to the last game of the of the season. So yeah, hopefully, end on uh, on three wins. We've got two. Let's end on three now. That'd be nice. We were just we were just saying before we came on how much the atmosphere and everyone's relieved, and I bet you you're, you're feeling that your end right in the tra- training this week's probably been a bit a bit more relaxed, a bit more laughing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we haven't half made it stressful this year, so uh, the fact that we've uh, we've made sure we've I mean some seriously good form against some good teams. Um, why we can do it against them and not do it early in the season, I don't know. But um, yeah, the fact that we've got it done is brilliant because. Anything can happen on the last day. Um, been paying attention to League One today, and you can just see the madness at both ends of the table. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think anyone's arts could handle it, to be honest. So I'm just glad it's all sorted. Well, can you take us back to sort of Stoke? Well, I, well, maybe the last two away games. I mean, when you were going into them, what was? I guess we've I've I've been listening to to, to Gareth and, and Richard Dobson recently as well. They, the, 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 what I get from it is they really try to instill a bit of belief and a bit of like we can really do this if we really believe. Is that kind of how it went? And and um, for after the after, how relieved was the dressing room after those wins? Um, so for Burnley, to be honest, it was we all just kind of saw it as a bit of a free hit. We we weren't expecting anything, so anything was a bonus. So um, it just really got us into that underdog mentality, which actually I think is when we're at our best. Um, 
think when we play teams higher in the league, I think we always give them a good game. Our points tally is probably a lot better than it is against teams around us or below us, bafflingly, unlike other teams in the league. But um, <laughs> it just, uh, it just, it, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think after Rob Dickey probably cleared the, what felt felt like the twelfth one off the line in minute four, I, th- I just, I just had a feeling. I thought oh, it's going to be our day. And just you could feel that belief in the first half against Burnley, um, and that's just got, that that went through that game, and then it would have been an absolute waste if we wasted the Burnley game and didn't get a result away at Stoke. So he just really they just installed the really look. Everyone's just got to dig in here. No one's going to be ten out of ten. Everyone's not going to touch the ball a lot. But we we've, we've got ourselves in this mess now, and we can't leave it much later. To be honest, we've got one more game to play with, so let's just get it done. So credit to them. You know, it's a big call to to make that decision to really drop off and and do that because it can get a lot of stick. But to be fair to lads, lads are bought into it, and it's got two. You know, it's got two big results that have look. We're not celebrating staying in the league because. That's a minimum requirement for us, but the situation we got in, I think it's, it's successful. What a goal as well in the Burnley game. I noticed when you celebrated, you weren't too sure what you what to do. Is it was it that's <laughs> where you run in different directions? Was it obviously quite a few people had spoken to me before and um a for, a few have fallen to me on the edge of the box. Um I've done uh, a great thing of hitting Rose Z every single time with it. So <laughs> It was looked at me and you are due one. I went, yeah, yeah, I know, I do know this. Um, so here on a squad, I think everyone else can see the the shock on my face. I actually think it's one of the best time wasting celebrations you'll ever see. To be honest, I think I <laughs> a good three four minutes with that. So um, yeah, I didn't have a clue what to do, um, and you can see that in my face. But yeah, it was an important goal. Um, I, again, I'm sorry to mention it again. I, I listened to it. Um... Richard Dobson talking earlier, he was on another podcast and he was, and, and it was a question I wanted to put to you. And again, try to be as honest as you can, but was there a, a point in the season when something had happened or a result and you reflected and thought, right, we, we, we could be in trouble here. I think he said the Coventry, the Blackpool game was like an initial, right. And then the Coventry game was kind of like him and Gareth sat back and were like, we, we could be in real trouble here. Was there, was there a different time for you? Um, I think we'd been seeing the signs a little bit earlier in the season, yeah. um, but you, your time's on your on your side there, so you always think, oh, we can turn it around. Um, the Blackpool game, for example, made absolutely no sense because we just worked our socks yeah. off, got a result against Watford and think, there we go, there's the turn. <laughs> I mean, I always have to laugh about it because I can't think about it any other way. Is In 10 minutes, we just literally capitulated, absolutely gone, and the feeling of Watford had gone in the shortest amount of time possible. Um, I would say I was most at that point. I was just more confused than anything. I couldn't. I couldn't get my head around how we could go from so good to so poor in such a uh, short space space of time. So it was probably then. But look, I've never not had confidence that we can get out of it. I know we're a good team. I, I, I know what it feels like. I know we've got good players. It's it's a team that's. Seriously, been lacking confidence, and I've heard that said so many times. But actually, I've really started to see it with my own eyes what an effect it can have with the team. And look, I could chuck loads of no point chucking the managers and all that. The, everyone knows that's you know a part of it, but it's not really an excuse. Footballers, you're gonna have so many more managers in your career. You kind of just have to get on with it. You kind of get used to it, to be honest. Um, not that you know I want them to get sacked at all, but you just. You have to move on quite quickly. So, yeah, that Blackpool game, I'm interested to hear what the manager and, and Dobbo would have said on that. But, yeah, probably around there, I was, I was worried because I, I couldn't work it out. And then I think it was the games against Wigan, Birmingham and Preston where, <coughs> excuse me, you'd expect us to pick up points. Yeah. And we'd probably think that's our best chance to pick up points. And I don't think we picked up any points um, and conceded a lot of goals. So, um, yeah, look... Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm glad we've done it now, but um, there was it was definitely worrying times for sure. You've mentioned it a, a bit, but now we're sort of on the other side of this, and we're safe. And you know, when you reflect and look back, you mentioned when Bill left, when Michael Bill left, was there a real sense of oh, he sort of left us? <laughs> that felt amongst the players. I know, I know, it's difficult to answer, but. 
it certainly looks like that on the outside, but I wondered if that was actually true from the inside. I think, yeah, look, people are disappointed he's gone. I I, I understand his reasoning. He, he knows himself it wasn't ideal the way he's left. I think he's probably got a few regrets about that himself. But, look, he's a good manager. I'm not surprised he was wanted um, by other clubs. So, look, we... We need. We had a hangover for him for a while, and we needed to move on a lot quicker. And yeah. uh, we reacted really slow as players, to be honest, to new new managers. And um, I don't. I don't really blame him at all, to be honest. He helped us get as many points as we did at the start of the season. So um, I've no real complaints. It's it's just one of them. Honestly, it's one of them, and it'll happen again. Yeah, I mean, you're saying at the start, laughing about, I hope there's not a season like it. Well, I thought last season was mad, and then this season's <laughs> topped it. So I'm hoping next season doesn't top that, honestly, because God knows what that would be. Mate, this is this is QPR. I, we can't guarantee that, but um, so yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, since Gareth's come in, um, I've, I've seen quite a lot about the, the intensity of training seems to have gone up. I mean, what's what's been the biggest changes that you that, that he's made? Since coming in, yeah, he's um, Gaff is very big on culture, very very big on it, and he, you know, he wants a real team ethos around the place, and um, he's big on that. He's not, it's not the individual, it's the collective, and sometimes that can be brushed aside quite a bit in football. So he's really emphasised that training. He's, you know, he's raised intensity, and I think that's that's you know that's all fair when when you're down there slogging away. You, Hard work and intensity can't really be a question mark, and it has been for us uh, frustratingly this season, which you know isn't good enough. So he's really brought in that team mentality, and um, I think you can see it the last few weeks. Look, it's it's not happened straight away, but Rome wasn't built in a day, and <laughs> we were in a very dark place. Where now we can see a little bit of light uh, now. So yeah, he's he's definitely just set a few foundations, but obviously, I think if he, the longer he stays. You know, over the summer, he might get players in pre-season. He'll be able to stamp his authority more. He, he hasn't really had too many training sessions to really put his foot down on everything, to be honest. It's just been game, game, game. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Uh, we've, we were chatting a, a couple of days ago um, about the, the some of the possession stats and the passes stats of the last couple of games. I just wondered... Um, if, Obviously, you've seen it. What were your thoughts on it? And did you come off the pitch going, I don't think I've made a couple, any real more than a couple of passes there? <laughs> uh, couldn't care less, honestly. No. Couldn't care less. <laughs> was probably a little bit shocked that we'd won for a change than most <laughs> people probably was. Um, yeah, look, it's funny, isn't it? We, I don't, there's a stat been flying around that I don't think we've won a game this year or this calendar year with more possessions. So we're obviously a team that worked better without it. Um, yeah, look, Burnley, no one beat Burnley away and, and, you know, until we went there. So, I mean, credit to the manager. It really took balls to do what he did because that could have really backfired. Really, really backfired. But, yeah, it just shows you the stats don't really mean a lot sometimes. And, yeah, I think you can probably add our possession up. I think it adds up to, like, 38% in the two games. But there's six points out of six. So... Yeah, there's, there's there's no wrong way to to do it in my eyes. Would we want to do that all season? Probably not, but we had to do it when we needed to do it. So that's what gives me comfort. Yeah, I think it was interesting in the Burnley game. At half time, you had um, 100% pass completion. And I looked at it and it's, you had one out of one. <laughs> and it's just kind <laughs> of like, as, as a midfielder, you're normally the kind of player who's on the ball all the time. Does it feel weird when you're not? Like, because obviously you know, uh, just dictate playing kind of stuff, but yeah, a bit. But we got to the point where we knew that scoreline was more important than any individual, and um, yeah, I think we laughed about it. A few of us were laughing with each other with our passing stats and stuff. But look, credit to the lads; they were chucking their bodies on the line. Everyone was was doing everything for the cause, and that's what gives me, you know, that's what I enjoyed so much about that because it showed a side that probably people don't think about with us recently, but um, it is there. And if, if we just do that, defensive side a little bit more and with the attacking side, then I think I think we can be a really good team. It's just frustrating when we don't do it. Yeah. Obviously, um, on a personal level for yourself, if you start against Bristol, um, that means you would have started every single league game this um, season. 
like obviously when you came to us you had a few injuries you obviously had to have your operation how does that like kind of make you feel to complete like a full season and start every game yeah obviously it'd be amazing I'm, I'm desperate to play um yeah um to, to be able to do that I think in this day and age as well and especially the way I play with you know I might push yellow cards a few times here and there and I've been warned throughout the season by lots of members of the staff you cannot get a yellow card because you'll get suspended and stuff and just to stay fit um yeah it's been it's probably been my best season individually and I've, I've honestly I've really enjoyed playing it's it's just well it's just fun basically it's better than not playing by a mile so yeah I've been I've been very happy on a personal level to be playing so much um Hopefully next time we can just, you know, we can have a, a stronger season as a team and that will feel even better. Yeah. Um, just you... quickly, I've just got a quote about that. You know, I always notice that you, you always go down in a game for like about a two minutes, right? And I always, we always say in our group chat, oh no, he's, feels, feels, he's injured, he's going off. And then you just miraculously get back up and you're back. You do it nearly every game. Is that like a... Do you do that to slow the game down? Is it like a bit or um, a little bit sometimes when you can feel momentum swinging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I've had to do it a lot recently. Uh, <laughs> mental always feels like it's swinging. But yeah, sometimes it's just to slow the game around. To be honest, it's because I'm tired myself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but you can just sense it. And sometimes um, look, other teams do it to us. I'm, I'm not saying I'm completely proud of it, but sometimes it's the dark arts you've got to learn. And um, Actually, some of the games we've done, I've been so proud of the boys doing it themselves, where I haven't had to do it, where we've really managed the clock down because it is so frustrating when when teams do that to you and look it's not just going down it's it's managing the game in other ways playing in their half and stuff and the way we managed Burnley um, and Watford those two games just stick out um, massively and how we did that because those massive to beat we got six points off Watford this season and and then three points away at Burnley which no one else has done um, I think it's credit to us but yeah so it's me just generally, I have to warn the physio straight away. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just getting my <laughs> breath back. I'm just slowing it down. Yeah, I touch wood. I never want to jinx that, to be honest. Um, obviously, just going back to the fact you've like played every game, it makes it even more impressive considering we've had three managers this season. So they've obviously all seen like talent and skills that you possess. Like, How does that make you feel as a pro, knowing that different managers all want you to be like a starting man, like key man to the team? Yeah, um, that's great we're looking at, actually. Um, <laughs> it, you just um, it, you just kind of need a toolbox as a player and different managers want different things and you, you need different tools for what they want. That's my analogy with it. And um, They've all got their own particular styles and it's what can I do to to fit in it. And yeah, look, I'm, I was happy, I'm, I've enjoyed working with all of them, to be honest. Um, you know, they're all very, very good managers and I, th I think a lot of all of them. So, um, yeah, I, I like to think that. And that's what I was saying earlier, you know, we're going to have so many more managers us as a group. We can't really let that hangover of, of McBeal last so long um, because it's football, you've got to move on quickly and the next manager is, is come in and has their own ideas. So, yeah, it, you know, it's, I have to thank the managers for playing me, to be honest, and, you know, long may that continue. Yeah. Obviously, you've also had the captain's armband a few times this season. Is that something like a role you relish? Is it something you kind of feel you're a natural leader? Or um, I, I mean, leadership's kind of like changed a little bit now, to be honest. It, it it still has a lot of meaning and I'm still very, very proud to do it. Um, I'm probably not, yeah, I'm trying to think of a few older, but like your Tony Adams or Roy Keane's, your scream or shout. So I can get to that point, but I have to be pushed quite far. I think I try and lead by example, to be honest, but... Look, there's, it doesn't just take one person wearing the captain's armband. There's, there has to be a few around the change room. And yeah, look, to wear it and be quite young still is is a nice honour. But um, as long as I'm playing and helping the team, I think that's all that matters for me, each, each individual, to be honest. Yeah. Um, have you got any plans? Obviously, after Bristol, you got uh, away I'll or... You... Yeah, yeah, I'll be going on holiday and... Uh, switching my phone off and not thinking about football for a few weeks to be honest just to uh, breathe and just go what the hell was that and then sign up for the next <laughs> season and do it all again to be honest yeah can you make sure your agent turns his phone off as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't want you going anywhere this summer please mate <laughs> uh, well I look I honestly I don't get involved in any of that it's 
it's play sometimes you can get too attached to that and um i generally don't you might you can believe me on that but people who know me know i'm like that i just generally don't get involved i'll chat to chat to him and my dad after the end of the season but um football's a strange old game um I'm really enjoying my time at QPR and look, I love playing. That's that's one thing I came here to play and I'm playing and I couldn't be happy with that. Yeah. Was it just quick last one from me? Obviously, the Gaffer's um releasing an album. Has he performed to the squad any of his songs? Uh no, he hasn't, no, but I would absolutely love to see it to be honest. <laughs> um I'm probably the closest in the change room to his music taste, and I'm still a little bit away from him. Um, but uh, oh, I'd love to see it. He's look, he's got a great energy around the place, and um, yeah, he's he's mentioned his album one or twice, and I think he's very happy with we've ended the season well that he can release it now. <laughs> Alluding to uh, kind of Gareth's music career, and obviously you said like your music taste is the closest to him because I can't ma- can't picture many in the squad being close to him. Who generally is in charge of kind of like music in the change room? Is it the same boys every week or is it the quickest one to the docking station to plug their own one in? It can, sometimes it's that, sometimes it's the latter. Um, generally a playlist just gets chucked on. I don't pay much attention to it, to be honest. Luke Amos sticks it on a few times. Rob Dickey stuck, uh, stuck it on a few times. I've probably preferred Rob's the most, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's each their own a bit. Some people, some of the lads have their uh, headphones in, um, so they're listening to their own music anyway. So, um, yeah, each their own. To be fair, the gaffer will put his music uh, on a few things, and um, yeah, I, that definitely gets us going for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine there's a few choice words from certain members of the squad to turn it off, change it, put anything modern on. Uh, yeah, well, to be fair, yeah. But- I think the lads are clever enough. If they want to play, you, you just say <laughs> love it, get on with it. Um, I want to just take you back to the start of the season. And obviously your main position was kind of on the left of a midfield three with mainly sort of Steph sitting deeper. Mm-hmm. How did you feel you adapted to that role? Because obviously since you've joined us, you're always kind of the deepest of a midfield sort of two, three um, in that kind of CDM position that a lot of us pictured you in. Yeah. How did you feel that changed your game? Um, so I remember talking to uh, the manager at the time, and he, you know, he wanted to try me. I had more, had more strings to the bow, basically, and he said, "I know you can do that. I want to see if you can do this." And look, I just really relished it in pre-season, really enjoyed it, um, and I actually really enjoyed it at the start of the season doing it. Um, don't get me wrong, I still love playing the holding one as well. I, it's, but it's nice to be able to have different sides of your game and. Look, it's something I want to be able to go back to a little bit and um, and not just completely disregard. I, I want to add that to my game, to be honest. I think I should do that more. Um, obviously, when we're dropping off so much, like we have in the last few games, it's not really the case to do it. But, um, yeah, look, I really enjoyed it at the start of the season. It was a very particular style and way. And it's something that I just, yeah, I... I I wish I could have played a little bit more of it, but I've got no complaints playing as the, as the six still. You know, I'd still, I love that side of the game as well, getting stuck in and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, that definitely shows when you play. Like, there aren't, I wouldn't say there's many people in most teams that love a tackle, maybe not quite as much as scoring a goal, judging by your celebration, but like, it's close. that's what every fan wants, right? We want fan, we want players who will make great tackles and, still feel as if they can celebrate a tackle just as much as a goal because obviously that side of the game is so important. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's great for us. Obviously, your goal against Burnley, I mean, both our goals against them came from set pieces. Is that something we kind of identified in the week to be like, look, if this is going to be our game sitting off, our set pieces have got to be our biggest opportunity here. So was it, did you try 10 throw-ins in the week and you managed to bang in three volleys or...? Uh... (laughs) Um, to be fair, we had work on set pieces all our weeks, throw-ins, corners. We knew it was a big part. And actually, we're quite a big team, to be honest. And we don't make the most of them. We took, we took a lot of corners in. And sometimes we might run front post and the ball goes back post. The ball goes back post when we run front post. We, we just seem to... We, we're not grasping the, the timings and the deliveries at the perfect time. So it was something we've spoke about. And yeah, especially when you go away like that, you know those few moments are massive. And 
to be fair, the set piece for Chris Martin's goal has completely worked. It's completely planned. We know exactly what we're doing. And when stuff like that works and comes off, that's when it feels even better. And look, so many games are won and lost in this league on set pieces. I think it would be naive not to work on it more and make the most of it because I'm sure there's games this season we probably would have got more points if we'd defended them better and also scored a few more goals. Yeah, and no, I think um, there was a point under Warburton when sort of felt as if we were conceding for almost every yeah. every yeah. kind of corner that we had. And yeah. he, I think he'd even said, oh, the players the players get rewarded for um, a clean sheet and they get like a punishment if we concede from a corner or a mm-hmm. set piece. So this stuff, stuff is obviously key to no matter what manager we're working under. Yeah, definitely. I think um, sometimes you think don't concede, don't concede, don't concede from a set piece. I think in a person can sometimes make you concede from a set piece as, as silly as it sounds. And yeah, look, all teams go have those stages in the season and um, you just have to try and get through it as best you can. And um, it's not through a lack of people trying. It's Sometimes it's you can get away with them as well, to be honest. Sometimes someone can miss a clear and you go, oh, got away with that, got lucky with that. And sometimes I'll come off the shin, come off the arse and hit the back of the net and you can't do much about it. So, um, yeah, it's something I don't think it's just us. There's definitely a lot of clubs in this league, but um, the general consensus is you keep it out. The more you keep it out your net from set pieces, the better you'll probably score more. Yeah, definitely. You've obviously, in this conversation, you've touched a lot upon your own versatility, obviously playing as an eight, playing as a six, playing in a kind of a back three at times as well and adding different things to your game. But what do you feel were the differences specifically for you under the three managers that we had? Because obviously you've played so many positions, but still started every single game. Yeah, I'm, I'm desperate to play goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> against Bristol, yeah, that nearly be all of them done then. Now, um, to be honest, uh, like we said, with Bailey wanted me a little bit more advanced. Um and then with Critchley, I played slightly off the right a bit. And uh, it was quite interesting how to affect the game from a slightly wider position, get inside and then still uh, help the attack. So um, that was interesting as well. And something that, look, you talk about, I'm not comparing myself to so him anywhere near as good, but when you see Scholes or Gerard have to play on the wings, you kind of understand how you need to do it and, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You do what you need to do for the team, to be honest. It, you know, I'm not saying I'm anywhere near that level and they got on with it. So why can't I? That's the way I see it. And um, yeah, and then with this gaffer, look, I've had to play centre-back a few times and I, I said to him, he, he, he flirted the idea in the week and I, I said to him, basically, I said, I ain't played 700 games. I'm not in a position to moan about where I'm playing. Just play me where you want you. And that, I think... As long as I keep that approach, I think I'm I'm happy to learn wherever it is, to be honest. Um, the game's changing so much now. And actually, I think it's a big skill to have quite a few positions in your locker. Um, I think it doesn't hurt, to be honest. I think when you can pigeonhole a few times, you can get stuck if you're not careful. So, yeah, it has been interesting playing all different ones. And But that's, that's managers. They all have different ideas and different opinions of you and you're I'm saying you've, you've got to have different tools for them because they all want something slightly different of you and they might see in a different way to be honest yeah I mean we're obviously not to go too tactical but we know how uh, sort of like a young Dutch team set up players playing literally every single position they just rotate at youth level one week they'll play right back then they'll play left midfield then they'll play up front just so they've become used to that and I mean the top teams we know versatility is the key like mm-hmm. Pep plays so many players in different positions. Um, hopefully, you're not going to get snapped up by Man City to play any different position. But uh, yeah, I'll be surprised if uh, if Pep does run me, honestly. But um, yeah, <laughs> don't look, rule it out. It, um, speaking to like Kenneth Powell, it's very interesting, like he, how he says how physical this league is, and look, I, we all love Kenny to bits, and um, they, lots of teams think they can stick balls at the back post yeah. against him and he wins that he wins those headers all the time all yeah. the time and gets to the point where they go oh stop doing it now because he's just he's too good at it and yeah this this league is it's such a good league it's frustrating but it's such a good league because it has everything it has moments of pure skill games where it's pure tactics and then games where it's just pure physical um 
So yeah, it's it's it's. I think we can all say it's the most annoying, but probably the most entertaining. No, it's definitely yeah the most entertaining, competitive, and that's why just because whatever you've done on the Saturday doesn't relate almost anything you could do or come up against on the Tuesday. Yeah. And that's yeah. why almost we need 11 to 16 versatile players who can, who are ready for the right, maintain possession all game. You're going to need to be creative or you need to have 18% possession, not have the ball and stick yeah. in. Yeah, I think that's what the best teams in this league do. They can, they can do a bit of everything. I think you've got to be able to do a bit of everything and, yeah, that's. I think that we need as players in the club need to take a lot of lessons from this season, and um, people to to stay fit is a big one. Is a big big one, and I know there's things outside people control, and there's injuries in games and whatnot. But um, you've got a strong squad that makes you know week in week out you get consistency that can make a massive difference, and and then you can then you can change on depending who you're playing against when. When you're being forced through injuries and, and stuff like that, that's very hard sometimes to because you can't change the team where you want to change the team. And um, yeah, I don't, God knows why you want to be a manager. It just seems so much stress, honestly. Sorry, we know you um, mentioned about the injuries. Um, sorry, because you mentioned it, it sort of brought, prompted a question. Like, because obviously we've had mad injuries this season, well, maybe the last two seasons. As players, like, I, is obviously you've noticed that. But it must be frustrating for you all when you see someone go down or not able to to to, to play on a Saturday. I mean, what's that been like? Honestly, I, because I've been in the situation myself, and unfortunately, I probably will. Well, I will be again at some point. It, it's horrible, and you don't wish it on anyone because it just knocks the rhythm and confidence out of people. And um, look, it's a good group of lads, and I think when everyone's fit and firing, it's a strong, it's a competitive squad. It's a really competitive mm. squad, and. It's such a shame it's been um, depleted of that through just timing of injuries as well. When everyone's going out the same, getting injured at the same time, that's also a killer. If it can be staggered, that's not a lot of luck as well. If it can, you know, someone is injured at once and then someone is injured two months down the line. But we've seemed to have six or seven yeah. consistently. And um, yeah, it's, it's not ideal. And look, I think clubs always have those moments and, it's hard to pinpoint the exact reason. I, I can't really say myself, to be honest. But, um, yeah, as a group of lads, I think you want that rhythm in the team. I think you start to see relationships form when people are playing week in, week out. And, look, hopefully next season we can really start to see that, to be honest, because I think that will make a massive difference. So have we been doing anything different mid-season? Have we, like, with different managers coming in, have we tried different ways be, of trying to yeah. avoid these? As difficult as that might be. Yeah, look, it's the elephant in the room. We've all <clears> tried to press, but I wish it was easy. It's just, yeah. lads, please, let's not get injured. But um, <laughs> different managers have different training styles, different styles of play. There's, there's quite, And then, obviously, the, we keep forgetting about the World Cup break. That You know, it's yeah. it's not really been a season like it. So, I, don't, I honestly don't really know how to explain it. But, look, I think we've got away with it this season. It can't really happen again next season because, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, we, we, might not, we might not get away with it. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just frustrating, I think, for both the players and the fans because fans don't have a clue who's going to play. Sometimes we don't have a clue because, because of the situation with injuries. Yeah. On um, 
last one from me, obviously, on that topic of fitness. When you sort of, after tomorrow, do the club, like, give you an off-season fitness regime or is it almost you go away, have your holiday, it's up to you to maintain some level of fitness and then we'll see you at the end of June, start of July? Uh, it's definitely, like, it's not like an old school, um, I think... You would literally just drink for six weeks and turn up and put up bills and pay. Can you get back on it? it? That that approach definitely has has changed now. We've they've given us a schedule of and what they want us to do and when we want us to do it. So um, it's a, it's very regimented now, and they expect you to come back in good shape. And um, you call it off season. You still having to, you might have a week or two off or two three weeks off, but then you're having to start doing stuff again because. Look, even that amount of time off, you start kicking a ball again. You go, bloody hell, I am rusty. It's it's amazing what a week or two can do to you. Honest. So, um, yeah, no, they've given us a program, and yeah, it is it's full of detail, full of this is what you eat, this is what you don't eat, this is your gym, this is when, how you're running, this is when you're running. Um, yeah, we're pretty much told what to do and when to do. It. Um, first one from me. Going back to that game when you played off the right at home. There was a big meltdown on Twitter, everyone turning against Critchley for playing you there. I just wanted to know, were you asked to play right wing or was it a little bit more complex than that? What was your role in that game? Uh, yeah, to a degree, I was I was, I was, was playing right me, to be honest. Um, it was more, more tactically speaking, it was like out of possession, I'd have to do it. But basically when the ball's, yeah, when the ball's changing and from one side to the other so much, it, it ended up being quite right mid. Look, I ain't really got a problem with it, to be honest. I understand his logic. He spoke to me about it. I get it. Um, would I say I'm a tricky winger? No, not in the slightest. So I can imagine people watching that and going, what the hell's going on? But mm. look, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and I can understand the reasoning a lot, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think if he had, and you know, somebody felt he would play there as well, he probably would. It was just one of them where um, he obviously felt I could do a job there, to be honest. And look, I wasn't saying um Ronaldo or Messi, but I could still do a job there, to be honest. And you kind of, in those games, and at that stage, yeah, it wasn't pretty. But we, I actually thought we were playing good football under Critchley sometimes. We just, any time in a game, we would get a bit of momentum, they'd score. And it was just like, we could, it, probably some of the best, better football we've played this season at points, but we just concede always at the wrong times. And look, that, that's the look of the draw sometimes and um yeah it's a shame yeah um i'm sure i remember when you made your debut or at that point uh at west brom i'm sure i remember you sit, remember seeing you on the wing back then as well um just when yeah. you so you just go anywhere where you can play yeah i did have to go on the wing once or twice at west brom yeah look i think speak to a lot of pros i think they to come through the team you have to you you just gotta get in, and then you won't worry about what position. And yeah, I had to do that at West Brom, and look, I still have to do it here sometimes. But I actually see it as a compliment that they want you to do that and trust you to do that. Um, they didn't; they wouldn't play you there. So they didn't Mark Warburton play you left wing. <laughs> you know, uh, why imagine that? that? Left wing back. Why my, imagine that? Yeah, my first game back after my knee operation. Um, I think it was Stoke at home. Yeah. Um, and I did play left wing back. Yeah. 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 That was like, welcome back. And look, he said, look, I've trusted you there as well. And um, I didn't really, I quite enjoyed it as well. It was quite interesting to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a good one to, I'm trying to tick them all off, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't got a, a real problem with it. Um, it's just, Something that you go, yep, all right, Gaffney, and you get on with it. So we're not going to see you up front tomorrow, then. <laughs> Look, I might fancy a little mazy run, but um, <laughs> I'll bring that not to get back. So, um, yeah, um, probably not. Uh, coming back to midfield. So, in your short in your career so far, if you could build a midfield three where you're involved, so you and two other players, who would you who would you put in out of? Who would you enjoy most to play with? Of, of people I've played with. Played with, yeah. Ooh. On the spot a little bit here, sorry. That's a good question. Uh, see, I very, 
there's a few from West Brom. I, I was very lucky at West Brom to play with some older, experienced players. So I got to play with like um, Darren Fletcher and uh, Gareth Barry. And you, know, you recognise when you're just around them all day in the training ground, how good they are, both as just on the pitch and off the pitch, just the way they hold themselves. And I think if I could play with them too again, that would... Um, that would be bad. I could go around saying I've won champion, you know, it was three of won Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues, and I've contributed nothing, and it's all them. But the fact that I could say that would be pretty impressive. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, and so I remember watching interviews with Bill. I think it's been touched on a little bit how um, he was saying you were so keen to add different strings to your bow, as you mentioned earlier. What's the next string to the bow as we go into the next season? And don't say goals because every midfielder says goals. I think it's. I think it's. You know, I want to. I. I want to improve on the ball. I want to dictate a game more with the ball. To be honest, I don't want to just look. Still doing the defensive side, but be able to control a game with you know passing and assists and and make more chances. To be honest, I think I. I know I've got the capability. I've got. I, I've got to show it more often. To be honest, so yeah, definitely that more attacking side. And I won't say goals then, but I'll say the more creative side and making chances. Yeah. Now under Bill, I think. We definitely saw that more. Obviously, now we've played a lot less with the ball, but there's one that springs to mind, the cross that Kenneth Powell ended up scoring, I think it was against Cardiff, where oh, he, yeah. he was yeah. nodding it back across, but you put it on a on a sixpence for him to... I, I think Kenny would beg to differ. I think he's meant that. He'll probably argue. It's, um, yeah, look, that's something I want to add to the game more. And um, yeah, I think I, I can definitely do that and um, help the team do that and... Look, that's what you get when a team's relationships grow. You you kind of know where people are going to be and what's going to happen. It's always like subconscious, really. So, yeah, um, stuff like that, more like that would be great. Yeah. Um, and how we have played with less possession the last few games. Um, as someone that works with uh, uh, Ainsworth and Dobson day in, day out, would you say that that's something you'd expect to see from us next season or do you think the style's going to evolve that now we've got a fresh start? Uh, it'll be a fresh start. I think they just, the coaches just recognised what needed to be done at that moment in time and look, that wasn't to be expansive. I think we tried that in the season. Mm. We've done well with it and then we've done really bad with it and I think the moment had passed to to really be expansive and look, there's games gone where I can think of the Coventry one where we're in the game and then we're giving goals away very, very cheaply and Preston and Birmingham were giving cheap, cheap goals away that are just killing us. So I think he was adamant on just making sure we can get the defensive right and win the game. And um, yeah, I, I look, you'll have to ask the manager um, what he wants for next season, but I honestly don't think he, he wants to do that. I just, I think he, uh, he wants us to work from a solid base um, and go from there. But that's what, we you know we've done under Critchley and Beale before. I think sometimes the scaffold might get the wrong end and stick with that. We've actually worked a lot on that with those two managers. And like mm -hmm. I said earlier, um, we've we haven't won a game. I think with more possession this season, or we have. It's, it's one or two games. Honestly, we haven't done it many a time. So um, yeah, I think he'll really try and implement his own ideas in the summer and probably get his own. You know, implement with certain players that he wants here as well to, to really get across. Um, so I think it might be quite interesting, to be honest. I, I can't say for sure, but um, I think there's a lot more to come. Yeah. And I'd, it's interesting what you say about under Bill, you worked worked on it a lot. Because I remember watching the first game away at Blackburn and there was no real, at that point, patterns of play where he put his stamp on it. But you noticed that we didn't give away the centre of the park and it was constantly having to be switched over side to side. Um, so, yeah, I guess all top managers go for that. Um, on the current squad, who would be your player of the season? Ooh. Look, people have... It's been an interesting season for everyone. Um, Can't vote yourself. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um I to be honest, Lyndon's impressed me with what he, from behind the scenes of what he's gone through. Yeah. Um honestly he's he's quite remarkable. Um and probably hasn't got enough credit where credit's due for that. So the way he's handled himself 
before that, during that, and after that, I think it's credit to him. So I, I've, I mean, we all had to vote. So I said him. So yeah, definitely Lyndon in my eyes. So There's been a big loving for Lyndon since he's come back from pneumonia. And on Twitter, everyone's been saying post-pneumonia dykes and comparing him to this and that because he's been, he has been brilliant since he's come back from that. Yeah, definitely. Look, we all thought his season was done and look, he had to think about his health more than anything. And mm. you worry for him just as a person as an, and as a teammate. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to see that he's playing at the end of the season so much and actually playing so well and scoring. And look, he work, he does work so hard for the team. No one's doubting that. And it's nice to see when he gets goals because it does so much work for us. Yeah. And slightly different one. Who do you think can go the furthest in the squad in their career? Not yourself again. Obviously, mm. I'm sure you back yourself. <laughs> well, someone's got you, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, look, it's a good group. It's a very good group. I think this sounds so cliche, but I think if all the lads just push themselves as hard as possible, then who knows? The football's a weird journey where it takes you. I think um, I think if everyone just gets the most out of themselves, then they can go as far as they want, to be honest. Um, I don't think it's easy just to say one person or put pressure on one person to expect stuff. Um if everyone gives it the best shot, that's as far as you can get, to be honest, in my eyes. No. Um, fair enough. And last question from me. So in your short time at QPR, who's who have you been saddest to see leave the club? Uh, Chaz? Yeah, obviously I knew Chaz from West Brom and he's a big character. Okay. And I got on well with him at West Brom and at QPR. So yeah, I was sad to see Chaz leave. And then a few lads from last year as well, like Yoen as well. Um, played, you know, I think for the two seasons I was there with him, I think he played every game. So, um, yeah, look, it's, I, it's never nice seeing people go, but you just have to get used to it. It's part of it. You, people come and go through your careers. and uh, But, yeah, probably Chaz sticks out the most. Just, just, just a couple... Oh, go on, Doug. I was going to say, just touching on um, Yoan there. Obviously, he was taking free kicks for us and never got one in. He's been to Bordeaux and he's got about two or three goals this year from free kicks. Like, was he banging him in, in training, like, week uh, in, week out? I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, I didn't see it. He might have done it, but I wasn't. <laughs> um, God knows how many he's had at Bordeaux. I don't know. He could have had 3,000. But, um, yeah, look, he's got, a, he's got a very good left foot. Um, yeah, it's a shame he never did one for us, but... Um, yeah, I can't, if I'm being honest, I didn't see him do it, but um, I won't put it past him, let's put it that way. So, just quickly, and I know you've touched on it a couple of times, and it's difficult because obviously it sits with Gareth, but what can you sort of say around what probably needs to change next season to ensure this doesn't happen, you know, what's happened? Because it's not just this season, it's the season before that we go on these mad runs where we just can't seem to win and everything goes against us and we feel sorry for ourselves, etc. Um, what, what 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 do you think needs to change? I think I think that's where the defensive side's so important for him and that team ethos is so important. It's um, no individual is going to get us out of this. You can't rely on individual brilliance to score a forty-yard screamer every game. But that's that's not a tactic. That's that will only happen one maybe every thirty games, which is what, or twenty games is why we say about these these runs we go through. I think the emphasis, and I would definitely like to see it, is when we get in a little bit of a blip, which will happen, we do our best to get out of it as quick as possible. It might be having to get a nil-nil away at God knows where on Sky and go, people watching, that was really awful, that was. But if it gets us out of rot, I think we've got to recognise that. And actually, I think this group will grow from this experience, I really do hope, because, look, it's not been nice, but we can learn a lot from it because we can recognise what it is to be at every part of the league table this year we've been at the top we've been in the middle we've been in the bottom so um, I really hope that that emphasis of when we get in that little blip that we've got something to fall back on Nice, nice yeah I agree well, um, just quick lastly then what are you expecting from a Gareth Ainsworth pre-season? <laughs> uh, you must have well, sort of like you know you must have some sort of do you know where you're going or do you know uh, so I, I I honestly don't know there's been a few rumours of places I don't know for sure oh. um but um, 
yeah, I can't imagine it's easy, but no preseason's easy. Um, I imagine there's music, um, um, and that's probably the two things we can guarantee. Um, and he'll really try and get a proper camaraderie together. So, yeah, I'm sure he's already looking forward to it, to be honest, um, really getting a group of lads he wants to work with and, and, and want to work with him. Um, speaking of camaraderie, how did you boys find the hacker? Just Obviously, about to ask that. Because that. <laughs> I got a bit of a mixed like reception yeah. from fans on socials and stuff. Like, How did you guys actually kind of deal uh, with it? Like, did you embrace it or...? So, yeah, I think maybe you can see from a, a, a few reactions to begin with, it's almost like, what the hell is this? Um, but as soon as you realise what it was about and what it means and what they were trying to do, it made perfect sense. And look, the outside world could make their own opinion of it and memes and whatnot when you're losing. They're always going to come out of moments like this. Um, but I actually fully understood what they were trying to do. And look, it's something that I've, I've never done before and probably won't do again to be honest and he was really just trying to shift the mentality of the group and um, yeah I think he'd do it again if he had the opportunity to and I, I completely understand why he did it and actually I think you can say it's a success because at that point we were in a relegation battle and, and we've survived so in my eyes it's, it's worked and it's done the job Great. Well, mate, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, no obviously worries. Enjoy your award tomorrow. Is it tomorrow <laughs> it gets announced? Do you know? Is it in the morning? All the players are around? I have, How, no, I have no idea. I'm just, You've not yeah. got an acceptance of speech or anything in the dressing room? <laughs> no. Or, no. No, I'm not like confident with stuff like <laughs> Fair enough, mate. All right. Well, yeah, enjoy tomorrow, mate. You've been great this season. So, um, you have a good that. summer, mate. And, um, Cheers, fellas. Yeah, we'll you see you. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. See you later. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Cheers, mate. Thanks for coming on. Yep, Sam Field. Nice guy. Second time he's been on the pod. Lads, what do, what do we think? He's very, yeah. very honest. Um, great that he obviously gave a lot to talk about. Um, it's still it's still good to know he feels he's had a positive season. So I felt he might not kind of take that on board when obviously we've, we've spoken about how he's definitely a player of the season. Um, I think most fans do as well. But you want him to understand that we that we see that, but also that he feels he's had a good season. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was good to good to hear. Yeah, I wish I'd asked that question about the rumor with Johansson, uh, Willock, and Laird laughing at Ainsworth, but you bottled it, mate. Bottled it. <laughs> nah, you can't. I mean, look, mate, you can, you can ask it, but I, I just don't know what he's going to say. He'll just say nothing happened, or he hasn't seen it, or it's just yeah. rumors. That's just, he's, he's not going to throw anyone under the bus, is he? I don't think so. Which is always difficult when you've got players, still players that currently play there that, you know, you would have liked to have pushed him a bit more on a couple of the Beal, Beal questions and Critchley questions. But, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think it was quite clear that, and it has been quite clear that the, the boys have had so many, that there was a big lag after Beal that I hit them hard, didn't it? Whatever, how and why that happened, I don't know, but it's definitely happened. And they're just they've just been given three different types of orders and directions and ways of playing that I, I just don't... And I actually think and I, it, that Gareth Ainsworth had a bit of an audition to the players. I don't know I don't know if they fully bought into him to start off with because of the run and because everything's going on. And, and maybe these two last... The re, little results were like the West Brom, um, even the Norwich game, the two wins, are sort of the lads have sort of real bought into him a bit more. It feels that way. I don't know what anyone else... If anyone else agrees or... Yeah, um, I think there's... Yeah, it's probably an element to which some would buy in really quickly and some would just get on with it. And I think Field's one of those because he yeah. kind of has alluded to it by saying, look, yeah, we've had three managers, but it's not an excuse. We're going to have loads of managers throughout our career. You've, get, you've got to get on with it. Players want to play. So whatever the, that manager wants you to do, sort of, I'll do it so I get to play. Like saying, okay, I'll go and play right midfield or I'll play in the back three or... I'll play as an eight, I'll play as a six. Like, but that's that's what we want, right? That's what we've kind of been yeah. talking about most of the season. We want players who have got the right attitude and the, the right characters. So if we had 11 people who are like, I just want to play and whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Some just take a little bit longer in that inner squad to 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 buy in or change from what they want to 
do on a Saturday. I think that's probably an element of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to um, um, Dobson on the other podcast um, yesterday. It was, it's quite, it's really good actually. He's really good, speaks really well, and he also alludes to the fact that they had to, you know, re not retrain, but get these players out from the gutter and try and instill, uh, you know, a sense of belief and a sense of they could actually win football matches, right? <laughs> um, and that's took that was harder than they originally thought it would be. Um, but yeah, so quickly, lads, quick one end on Stoke. Harry, you said you were really confident. I felt relaxed. I felt very relaxed. I think going into the Burnley game, off the back of the results that we were on, um, I, I genuinely thought we were down. And then I think that Burnley game breathed a bit of uh, new belief into me. And I just felt I felt relaxed. I thought the boys could do it. Um, after that first first half against Burnley away, I should have asked Sam, actually, what was the feeling in the dressing room after oh, yeah, they... Yeah, the amount of the amount of goals they should have scored Burnley in that first half, like it just had to be our day. So a little bit of luck came at the right time for us, and we were we were overdue it. I'd say. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Like you always worry, don't you? Like with Stoke away, we took such a good following again. Like we travelled well, and then whenever we travel well, it never turns out like a good result, <laughs> yeah. does it normally? So to, to travel well and still get a result was a big bonus. For the, it felt really good. I, I was there and and. and... In the, I was in the ground quite early as well. It, um, I don't know. It felt like a bit of a party atmosphere. Everyone was happy. Lots of singing. You know, I didn't feel any tension in any in any way, even in the stands and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of like maybe we thought that the Burnley because we got that Burnley result, which we never thought we would. Having to go to Stoke away, we were. I think we were all thinking that that's going to be the result. That's going to probably dictate. Yeah, well, you know. So that wasn't probably true. But still, you know, it was a bit of an odd game. I, 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 we had little to nothing of the ball in the first half. And I, I genuinely mean that. But Stoke did absolutely nothing with it. Um, mm. And I mean nothing. Um, so it was really strange half, like literally a 45 minutes of nothing. I don't know if it was a shot on target, I don't think. Yeah. Not sure. no. I'm not sure Senny had anything to do till that sort of late on kind of double save that... You're a bit worried at the time, but actually on reflection, actually I was pretty comfortable. Um, but that's how I, maybe not quite as as few possession as we did. I thought that's how we would play at Blackpool and Wigan. Because we'd said before those games, look, you just can't lose those games. So what can you do to to not lose? And maybe it just took Ainsworth and Dobson a lot longer than we expected to go with such a, yeah. I don't want to say negative game plan, but let's say a very defensive game plan. Um, but it worked. Like Stoke didn't, like you say, they didn't know what to do. They were just passing the ball side to side. We felt as if we were so comfortable when we didn't have the ball. Um, quite that, goes been the, that, goes, that goes back to the players in Burnley. Like it worked, right? We won. So everyone's bought into it. And I just felt that helped everybody go, actually, right, I'm actually, not that I'm not going to do this, but, you know, this actually works. Let's, let's, you know, every opportunity to make sure we do what we're supposed to do yeah. as opposed yeah. to possibly not. I feel like, like fans, we want to win no matter what. Like, even if, like, obviously, we'd like to win playing attractive football, but at the minute, we would have taken any win we could have got. And the players are probably the same, aren't they? They don't care how they get that win. Like, if they, like Sam said, if he pays two passes all game, but he win, doesn't matter. And I think that's the situation we were in. It didn't matter how we won. We just needed to get some wins. And I think that's meant give everyone else confidence for the just let's just get what we need to finish the season and stay in this division. Yeah, we we can't do that. We can't play like this next season, can we, Harry? Like it's a um, it's it's a dangerous game to play when you play, especially. It's okay when you're at Wickham, to, no disrespect, but but you know I don't think the fans are gonna if results start don't go our way early on and we're playing similar football to how we have been. Yeah, no, they'll turn on him. Yeah, quick if it. But I think I think most sensible fans realise like what Sam said earlier. This is just they've done what yeah, had to be done. Absolutely. Um, and I mean I think a bit of news came out today talk about who he's looking or sort of players he's looking to recruit a bit of pace up front, which um will be nice. We've been dying for it, we for years. Yeah, I know. I should have I should have spoke to Sam as well. What's it like when Sinclair Armstrong comes off the bench when you're blowing? <sighs> 
and you know you can just knock one in behind and it takes a good like at least 30 seconds off and you can all you know gander up the pitch in a leisurely stroll whilst he just hustles and bustles <laughs> that must be yeah that must be brilliant when you're when you're shattered um but I'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm excited for the transfer window I can see a fair few leaving. I can't see Sam Field leaving, to be honest. I think that listening to that Dobson uh, podcast you spoke about, Ben, they sounded like the, the side wants, they, they want to build the side around him. He spoke so highly of him and went on and on about Fieldy for about yeah. a good, like two, three minutes, didn't he? So uh, yeah. I think he stays. I think Senny goes. I think Willett goes. I think Chair goes. I think Lyndon may go. Well, I don't want Lyndon to go. We've I got uh, Zainsworth. We're going to have a whole pod on this, Harry, mate, next week. Who goes, who stays. But I think there'll certainly be a lot of changes, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Um, and it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be an interesting summer. Sam Field will definitely win, right? He'll definitely win player of the year tomorrow. I'd be so shocked if he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He's got to be odds on, any odds on favourite to get that. Yeah. Clean up on all the awards, unless there's, I mean, like he said, like he's voted for Lyndon as his like players player of the year. Maybe that the vision he Sam's given there in terms of look, this is the stuff we see behind the scenes that people haven't don't take into account. That's when somebody else might win the players one that for yeah, so much stuff that we don't have access to. But um, so that was a really good point that he brought up. Um, and just quickly. Bristol City, um, I expect that the team will be different and it might be much more telling than than, than any other than any, obviously than any other game is in who plays and who starts. Do we think that that'll be the case? Will mm. it probably start, will he? Probably a bit a little if he doesn't, look if he doesn't, yeah. does that say as much? Yeah, like someone like Amos, imagine Amos starting as well. Could be his last game for us. Because he mentioned he hasn't seen a lot of players. He's said it a couple of times that he wants to look at a couple. I'm trying to think who he's referring to. Chris Willock, obviously. But who hasn't played that's been fit? Do you know what I mean? Maybe Tyler Roberts? Yeah. I, d- I yeah. don't know. He won't play. Do you mean Taylor Richards? Well, I could see him. <laughs> Taylor really like he's... I don't think Taylor know, Richards like... in the training photos earlier. Yeah, they all were. Yeah. yeah. So, so Tyler Roberts was as well. They were all in there. So I just They were in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be good then. Yeah, I think we'll have well, a lot. I mean, yeah, it'll be a bit of a mixed team, won't it? I don't, there's going to be a few like, players in there who haven't had many minutes, just getting some minutes. Sinclair Armstrong, just quickly, just quickly to end, slightly frustrated that he, he I don't know if I, I am frustrated, I am frustrated that he can never, he's not, he's just, he's been out injured as well, off, not in the squad as much as anybody and he yeah. can't just seem to get going. But the reason he can't keep to get going is because we don't play him continually, but we can't because, I don't know, I guess he's physically not ready or he's injured or I don't, I don't he's know. He's too heavy. He's too heavy to do it. Like, it's all muscle, but you don't see any other footballers with his build and it's like his biggest strength, but then also how you mentioned he's always injured is also his biggest weakness. He bounced everyone off the ball, but to play 90 minutes with that build is is difficult, I would say. Um, the only other player you see with that much muscle mass, I'd say, is like Adama Traore. There's there's not really players like that around. Or other bigger players like Akin Fenway, he doesn't move. Sinclair doesn't stop running. So it's just I think, yeah, he's got he's got to have a hard preseason to be ready to go the whole the whole season next year. That's my opinion anyway. I don't know. Yeah. If it is it. one that in so many, like obviously in that Burnley game, he did such a good job for us. Next game, like not on the bench. And it's like, okay, well, you haven't mentioned he's injured. Is it, have you chosen not to put him on the bench? Because that seems weird considering if you're going to not play with the ball, he is the absolute perfect sub that we need. Yeah, I think, I think you're right that maybe he just gets knocks and then can't be part but I think yeah I mean everyone would love to see him play start tomorrow at least play um, because I mean yeah we we know we need to go um, send him off in the summer in the right in the right manner but in terms of team I think each of us could name a completely different 11 as to what we could predict for tomorrow Um, do you want to try new players do you want to give 
minutes to players who are going out so he can possibly see him? Or is Ainsworth like, well, no, I'm just going to pick the team because I want to win because I've hardly had any wins here and I'm still there's still an element where he's going to be judged tomorrow. We need that to is. break that home bad form, don't we? That's enough. That's got to be an element he's thinking about. But he's also got to be thinking, am I going to be playing these lone players? Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? There's got to be a part of him that may not want to... Yeah, yeah like right, if Laird and Tim didn't play, you wouldn't be shocked. You would understand no. the reasons, wouldn't you? I'd like um, to see Tim play though. He's I've got a lot of time for him, but you know, we, we'll we'll talk about it next week. But you know, not not hiding. You know, he could have easily you know, nineteen years old, but he was there every week, wasn't he? Yeah, not no, he's been great even players. in this even in this poor run here. We've said that before. Really impressed with his attitude and um yeah, the way he's been with us. So yeah. Just really hopeful we can have a more relaxed performance tomorrow, but still win. Like, yeah. Because obviously they've got nothing to play for. They're pretty attacking anyway. Um, don't really want to see us lose 2 0 with Naki Wells bagging goal both at the loft end, do you? We're going to have to score two, aren't we? Because he'll definitely score. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, lads, all right. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, everyone. And um, like I said, join in next week. We've got the season review. And um, yeah, enjoy the yeah. game tomorrow. Up the Oz. You Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.